This is the Chad Whittle Podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. So glad you are here today because today I've got some fun in store for you. I know that we all have been suffering, missing football, missing sports. Well, today, my guests, we are going to be talking about sports, about high school football. He's Chris Beckham. He is the host of the Chick-fil-A Football Friday Night that's heard on multiple stations in South Georgia in the fall. And this is a six-hour radio show on Friday nights. He covers all of high school football, not just in South Georgia, but throughout the state. Six hours of football. What could be better than that? I know, talking about it right now with Chris Beckham. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Chad, I really appreciate you having me, and it's always a good thing to uh, to talk about football, even in the off-season, so I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, you know, we've known each other for a few years now. Uh, we used to work together in radio on football Friday nights. You're on the radio, and I handle the the website stuff, updating the scoreboard that the, the uh, company had, the radio station, radio stations that we worked at. Uh, but I don't really know a lot about your background, how you got into radio, when you started covering high school football. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your background. How did you uh, start in radio? Well, uh, those are a little bit two separate things. Covering high school football, I actually started in newspapers. And um, whenever I was in college, I joined the, the college newspaper at Valdosta State uh, College then, uh, showing my age a little bit. But uh, but then I started in newspapers, working at the Daily Newspaper in Valdosta as a sports writer. And I did that for um, about 10 years in a couple of different places. And um, and I actually got into the news side and was uh, working as the editor of the paper in Tifton when um, I was just kind of looking for a change. And so I had the opportunity to become uh, a general manager at a small radio station in Tifton. And, and that's where we started the, the Friday night show. And there was really no blueprint. It's the only, as far as we know, it's the only continuous six hours, not breaking away to a game, just six straight hour uh, show. And so we just started doing it and uh, just kind of grew from there. Uh, that was, this will be our 17th year with the show. So we've been doing it for a little while. Um, but uh, that's kind of how it all started. We just, there's a, there's a statewide show and it's still going on. Um, but they would focus a lot on the Atlanta schools and not a whole lot on South Georgia. And so that's what we wanted to really focus on was the South Georgia teams. Uh, we cover about 55 uh, teams in this area, and it just kind of you know grew from there. Um, and so we've been, we've been blessed uh, with it. It's been uh, you know, successful. People enjoy it, and we certainly enjoy doing it. I know one of my favorite aspects of your show is the callers because the callers <laughs> are so passionate about their team, especially in Valdosta, Georgia, where your show broadcasts from. Yeah, that's really probably the biggest change that we have had in the show because when we began it uh, back you know, 17 years ago, uh, most of the updates that we got from games that we cover were from callers uh, who were at the games. They would call and let us know what the score was or any kind of updates. And so really the show kind of was based on caller interaction. And over the years now, there are so many uh, places on the internet that do score updates. So we are certainly uh, you know, following Twitter and following Facebook and, and other sites to do that. So we certainly get a lot of our information from there. The callers still call in, and that's what we like because, like you said, people are passionate about it. You know, someone I was talking some years ago to somebody in California, 
And they said, you know, you do a six-hour – why do you do six hours talking about high school football? And I said, well, they won't let me do seven, so we do six. But uh, but you can't do it in, I don't think, in many places. But the uh, the passion for it down here, I think, certainly drives it. And that's, that's from the callers. And, and so that's a big, big – part of the show we have some regular callers we have some you know uh you never know what's going to happen we don't have a call screener so when the phone rings people are live on the air uh so it's a uh and sometimes that's most of the time that's good and sometimes it's a little a uh, little chancy but for the most part it works out i know when i worked in talk radio we had a delay maybe a 10 second delay that always made me nervous the callers i always had my finger ready on the dump button just in case never never had to use it but just in case somebody called in and wanted to say something uh that shouldn't be aired on the radio but it never happened well we have that as well and we have used it because when sometimes when people get passionate they they can uh sometimes not often but sometimes can uh, get a little too passionate, and so, and we want to make sure uh, we. You never know who's listening, and we and we want young people to listen to our show because a lot of times they're the ones playing and attending games. So uh, we do have a six second delay. We we don't use it often, but it's nice to have in case you need it. Yeah, because some people forget that they're on the radio and there's uh, FCC regulations yes, about what right. you can and cannot say, and depending on what word you say, it could cost the station a lot of money. That's exactly right, and that's exactly why we have that. And again, we we have not uh, had to use that a lot, but uh, like you said, just in case uh, you need it, it's it's nice to know it's there. And occasionally, we have had to, and, and people understand that. And you know, when when that kind of thing happens, it is usually people are very apologetic and very sorry. They don't mean they just kind of uh, kind of get out of control, maybe too much, but uh, just kind of lose their sense of where they are and what they're doing, and and that's understandable. So let's uh, go back to what you mentioned a couple of minutes ago about social media. When you started, if you wanted the scores, people could call in. People would tune to the radio to hear the scores of the game, or they could catch it, read it in the newspaper on Saturday morning. But now everything's instant. Uh, you can follow you know, accounts on Twitter, and you'll receive the scores on Twitter. So how has social media changed the way that you uh, plan your show and the way that you present information on your radio show? Well, again, that's it. And, you know, Twitter is something that we use. I know when we started the show, um, we didn't have a Twitter account. And we actually added um, a college intern at the time. She later became a co-host of the show. But at the time, she was in college. And she was much more uh, adept at social media than, than we were. And so when she said, well, we need a Twitter page. And I said, yeah, let's, that's fine. Let's get a Twitter page. And so we did. And, and we have uh, over 11,000 followers on Twitter now just because you know, that's, we post scores continuously. That's one person has that job throughout the night. Anytime we get a score update, she posted it on our, our Twitter page. And so that is a big part of it. And, and listen, we want people to listen to our show, obviously, but we want people to go out and support these high school football programs and to go out on Friday night and go to the games. And what we, you know, tell them is they can, you know, follow us on their phone on Twitter and we'll have it updated there, or they can listen to our show uh, while they're at a game maybe. And a lot of people do that and get updates because, you know, if you're watching a game, it's good to know scores from uh, lots of other games as well. So it's a huge part uh, of our show, not just while we're on the air, but we continuously post updates uh, on our social media pages, you know, during the off season, recruiting news, scheduling news, any kind of news, certainly everything going on now with uh, with the Georgia High School Association and how it's dealing with the uh, coronavirus. 
Uh, we've been posting a lot of updates there as well. So that has become a huge change to our show. And now there's so much information about high school football. There's websites. There's websites that discuss recruiting. There's YouTube. There's social media. It's now a year-round sport. And that's new because of social media because there's so much information out there now. Yeah, it is. That's right. It is because that passion that we talked about earlier. I mean, people are passionate about it and, you know, people would not be spending their time, uh, you know, on these social media sites if, if the interest was not there, but, but it is, and it's, it's year round. I mean, you know, high school football in the state of Georgia, and I think more for us in South Georgia, uh, you know, it's a big deal. It always has been. And this is just another way for fans to be engaged with their programs, uh, and for players to be engaged with the programs. And so we do everything we can to kind of fill that need. I wonder sometimes, because there's so much media now, websites, YouTube, social media, everyone has a phone. They can record plays at the game and throw it on Instagram, put it on Twitter. I wonder from a, a high school athlete's perspective if they feel a little bit more pressure now because every play in the game can be documented can be analyzed. People can give their opinion in a way now that 20 years ago, you didn't have that ability. You had radio, of course, but now people can share their opinion on Twitter about how you did that Friday night. Yeah, I think the players may not, because for the most part, uh, high school football fans are still, they still realize that these are young people. So a lot of times people aren't necessarily that critical of a player for coaches, it's a different thing. For coaches, uh, they can be very critical. And so for that, uh, it, I think, is uh, something that a lot of coaches are aware of. And, uh, you know, they probably try to ignore it as best as they can. But but you're right. People give, you know, instant feedback. And, and uh, certainly, like everything else with social media, you know, for the most part, it's probably not positive. And so that certainly is a big part of it. But I think for players, it's become a, a very useful tool and because especially in South Georgia, we have a lot of very small schools. And, you know, years ago, if you were at a very small school, you may not get seen by as many colleges or something like that. Whereas now with uh, Huddle, which is a website where uh, players post clips of their play and coaches post clips of their games, that kind of thing, uh, you can be seen no matter where you're playing for high school football. So in that respect, I think it's been great for players. But as far as you know, people going online and you know complaining about this, complaining about that. I think that affects coaches a lot more than it does players. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the coaches because uh, a month or so ago, when Valdosta hired their new head coach, well, I went to Google. I read up about him, about his career, where he's been, the success that he's had, and that's something new too because of the internet. Twenty years ago, you didn't really have the ability to really research a new head coach. Uh, that's you know coming to town to coach your team, but now fans can go online and they can follow not only players, their favorite players, but they can also follow their favorite coaches and what's happening in high school uh, football in other states as well. Yeah, no doubt, it certainly made it a smaller world. And you know, and and when I was back in newspapers, and I was I was in started in newspapers before there was, I mean, not before there was an internet, but before there was great access to the internet, and so. 
you know, if there was a story going on, you know, you had to make a lot of phone calls. And, you know, I can remember spending days trying to find that information, which literally now I could get in seconds. And so that has certainly changed a lot, um, you know, as far as just, you know, the instant feedback has changed the entire society. High school football has certainly been a, a big part of that. And a great example was in uh, over the last four months in Valdosta, who, who voted not to renew the contract of the existing coach in January. And until they hired uh, Rush Probst as the new coach in April for that three month period, man, it was, it was all we talked about. I, I do actually a, a weekly radio show during year round on high school football, uh, one hour a week. And that's just about all that was talked about on our show. I uh, saw that was, you know, talked about on these, uh, high school football sites. I mean, it was a big deal. Whereas in the past, it just wasn't that people didn't have access to give their opinion that readily. And now, because of podcasting, there's even more audio content fans can consume during the week when the games are not being played on Friday night. That's right. And, you know, during the season, you know, it's it's kind of, you know, if you're there on Friday night, it's just a lot easier to keep up with. But during the off season, there is news if it's, you know, high school football recruiting or college recruiting, which is uh, certainly a, a big deal, but also coaching changes. This past, uh, back in November, December, we had the reclassification, which is done statewide every two years. And so a lot of people were interested in that. And so, yeah, there's there's really always something going on. I mean, as far as my weekly show that I do during the off season, you know, people think there's not much to talk about. There's always something to talk about when it comes to high school football. And so, uh, yeah, that the appetite is there. And just like anything else, it's supply and demand. If the uh, if the appetite's there, there'll be someone there to provide information. In high school football, for a lot of small communities, not just in Georgia, but around the country, it's a real community event. Parents, they bring their kids to the games. They go out to eat. Uh, you know, it really helps to boost the economy for the local community. And because of the pandemic where you're now, COVID-19, some communities this fall, they may not have football games. Uh, I know even here in Georgia right now, they're still debating about what to do. It's a unique situation that we are all facing because we're kind of learning as we're, we go. We're making it up as we go along, trying to make the the wise, right decision. Uh, but for a lot of communities this fall, they may not have that community event on Friday nights that brings the community together. Absolutely. And, you know, because it is so passionate uh, in Georgia and certainly, again, in South Georgia, and I've said this often, high school football is one of the rare places that remains in society where at one time, you know, Republicans and Democrats and black and white and old and young and, you know, Baptists and Catholics and everybody could come together at one time and root for a common cause. And you don't see that very often uh, anywhere else in society, but you do see it on Friday nights in high school football stadiums. And so, um, and so that is an important thing. It's important for the, I think, for the fabric of the community, uh, especially in these small towns, you know, that's, that's what people do. That's just part of their, their nature is, is what they grew up doing. It's what their father, grandfathers, or all, their families have always done. And that hasn't really changed. I mean, this, all the things we talked about on social media and the internet and all the information is out there. The one constant has been, you know, when you walk up to a stadium and you smell the grill going and you hear the band playing, and you're about to watch football. That's the same now as it was, you know, as far back as you want to remember. So, uh, and that is a big deal 
uh, for those communities for economically, certainly, but also for uh, just, I think, the, the overall spirit of the community. I love high school, uh, not just football, but baseball, basketball, really all of it, because it's such a great way for young kids to learn a lot of great life lessons. Uh, you're on a team, you got to work together to accomplish a goal. One of the best ways for kids to learn about life, winning, losing, is athletics, high school athletics. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think it's, I think you're right. I think it's, uh, there are a lot of extracurricular activities, and that's why I think they are so important. But just because high school football is so popular, uh, it is. Uh, that's where a lot of you know, kids tend to uh, gravitate toward. And, and again, it is you know something. I mean, I, listen, I played high school football, and I wasn't any good at all. But you know, I remember the coaches. I remember the guys I played with, and and all that. And that never goes away. It's a, it's an important part. And for some young people, it may be their avenue to get uh, you know college education and to move on and and to do something where they would have never had that opportunity uh, except for that. So yeah, it is a it is a big deal certainly, and um, you know I just don't think that part has has really changed. It's still a very uh, important part of, of the fabric of those communities. All right, one final question that I have for you, and it's an important one. So please listen closely. Why do people not turn down their radio when they call your show? <laughs> yeah, again, it's uh, because people don't do it a lot. They don't call in the radio shows a lot, so sometimes they just don't forget, and you know, we'll hear the background noise. And and as quietly as I can, I'll say, uh, you know, caller, we can't quite hear you. If you turn your radio down, and also with the delay, it really throws them off because there's a little bit of a delay. So, uh, yeah, we we try to tell them. Most have kind of been trained now, but. There still is occasionally somebody who uh, who will make that mistake, and, and you know we understand. But uh, as long as they will listen and turn it down, then we're fine. But if they uh, if they don't, then we have to to, to move on because it, it does make for bad radio, as you well know. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, you know it had this happened a lot, so that you know I remember it. Uh, caller, <laughs> please turn your radio down. You're on the radio right now. Please turn turn that down. We can hear that in in that echo. Please turn down your your radio. Yeah, that's right. It still happens. Seventeen years later. <laughs> All right, uh, Chris. This has been a lot of fun. You can listen to the Chick Fil A Football Friday Night this fall. You can stream it on ValdosaToday.com. And Chris, what I know there's I believe five radio stations that uh, airs the show. Uh, throughout South Georgia, what are some of those stations? Yeah, we're on uh, we're on two stations in Valdosta. One of the stations in Valdosta carries all six hours. The other one carries it before and after uh, the round time broadcast. We're in Thomasville on two stations. Again, they carry us before and after their local games. Uh, there's uh, our largest affiliate station is in Douglas, uh, Georgia, and they uh, it's a hundred thousand watt station, so they cover a huge area. Uh, we started with them a couple, a few years ago, and that's been a great benefit because that's gotten us out to a lot of callers, uh, excuse me, a lot of callers, a lot of listeners who previously weren't able to hear the show, and, and now we're hearing from them. Uh, they call in, which is great. So, um, so uh, yeah, it's it's all over the place. And again, uh, and with being online, uh, you know, that's the great thing because we've had people call into our show on Friday nights who may have played at Valhasta High, and they're in Germany, or uh, we had a call from uh, Japan, somebody stationed in the military, and want to keep up with it. And 
to be able to help those folks do that, uh, you know, we kind of feel honored to be just a small part of that. So, uh, you know, if you listen online and there's an app and all that, uh, makes it very easy. Uh, we're again, we're blessed to to um, to have a good many listeners, and we'll continue to try to inform them on Friday nights as best we can. I know that Douglas Station very well because where it's located, my parents' house is right down the road. So growing uh, up. If I didn't have my blinds closed at night, I would see the bright red light of their tower in my room if I didn't close the blinds. So uh, I know that station well. It's very close to the house. All right, Chris, uh, this has been fun, and I'm excited about high school football. And I'm I'm just excited about sports in general, hopefully coming back uh, very soon. Uh, and we'll have college football this fall and high school football, and, and hopefully every league and every player will be able to take the field uh, this fall. Yep, it's, uh, it's coming soon. Uh, the Georgia High School Association just uh, ruled that the practices, or not practices, but workout conditioning can begin on June 8th. Uh, there's still been no exact word on when the season will start because they're waiting on the governor to talk about when school can start back. So, uh, But they are hopeful and optimistic that uh, the season can begin on time in August, and hopefully by then things will have settled down enough, and I think that they will, where it may be a different experience on Friday night. People may be asked to do different things, and we'll wait and see on that, but I do believe we will have a season this fall, and I'm ready for it. Me too. Chris, this has been fun, and I really appreciate you stopping by and uh, joining me on the show today. Ted, we appreciate uh, what you do all the time with the podcast, and anytime we can help, please let us know. All right, that's going to do it. Please visit chadwhittle.com. You can listen to this episode again and prior episodes of the podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Join me next time on the next edition of the Chad Whittle Podcast. You listen to podcasts. Until next time, I really appreciate you listening. Catch you on the next edition of the Chad Whittle Podcast. Then, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, I'm Chad Whittle, and I really appreciate you listening. See you next time. The Chad Whittle Podcast with Chad Whittle. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.